Hello and welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by Mark Osterman. We have a great show for you. As a reminder, you can watch this entire show along with all the visuals that go with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. That's youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. We record two shows a week on Tuesdays and Fridays, release them on YouTube, and then combine them into this audio podcast once a week for your listening enjoyment. We hope you enjoy it. If you do like the show, consider leaving us a five-star review and Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast app. It helps us out tremendously. And as a final reminder, you can find all of our Vegas content, that's posts, podcasts, and videos at mtmvegas.com. Thanks again for listening. Let's hit it. So Mark, we finally got a look at what all of the Bellagio trees look like gone. Jedi Rich drove by and he gave us a great view of what you see from the street. To me, it looks barren and sad. All the atmosphere is gone. I will say people on Twitter, there are some people who say it looks good. People say you can see it better from across the street. So our opinion isn't the only one, but I don't like it. Yeah, I think it depends on where you're at. Like if you're driving down the strip, you probably like this better because you can see it clearly, you know, especially if a show's going on. If you're sitting at one of the outdoor cafes or the beer uh, beer deck and all that stuff across the street, then you like this. You know, you got clear views or from the Eiffel Tower. I guess it probably doesn't matter from that vantage point. But if you're on the street walking alongside it, I think it takes a lot away from it. It doesn't feel as all-encompassing. It just feels, like you said, barren. It just feels like it's like, blam, here we go. Here's the fountains. And you don't feel like a cozy atmosphere. I can see if I'm driving by, I like it. If I'm walking and want to watch the show, I don't like it. I just think it looks sad. I'm just sad to see the way that it looks. I don't know. It just makes me sad. Think of all the mulch, though, you know, those parks, the, the two parks that they <laughs> they put it in are good now. <laughs> there you go. That, that makes it all better. <laughs> talked on previous shows about how Fountain Blue isn't doing a lot of PR kind of hype leading up to their thing and how Durango is doing better. And they continue and they're doing something interesting. Prince Street Pizza, which I think is a big chain on the, they have some stores on the East Coast, but I think mostly in California, but they're doing a pop-up at Red Rock because it will be in the food hall at Durango. So they're doing this cross promotion, two days only, September 29th from 2 to 8 p.m., Saturday, September 30th from 12 p.m. to when they're sold out. The pizza looks delicious. They are using those beautiful pepperonis. It looks good and it's a great way to get some local excited for their brand durango doing it right with the hype yeah i mean the pizza looks great it looks kind of like a sicilian grandma style type square crust it looks really good good pepperoni it looks like good sauce good cheese i mean we'll have to definitely taste it and, and see how it tastes but from the picture everything looks good which you know with pizza a lot of times even when they do like a mock photo it looks t- terrible so you can kind of tell it all comes down to prices at insane prices like you see on the strip or are they a little bit more affordable but yeah everything i've seen from durango is like knocking it out of the park i haven't seen one thing i don't like so is this the new best property in vegas I mean, I would not go there yet. Some people would say Red Rock is, right? So, I mean, I I think that this could be it. I've said I think this is an evolution of Red Rock, which was an evolution of Green Valley Ranch. All super nice resorts and great places to stay, play, eat, all of that. But this does look great, and the pizza looks nice. And I think they're going to sell it by the slice, and then you could also get pies to go. Every week there's something, so I'm excited for Durango. We're like a little over two months away. November 20th is when they're opening their doors, and I can't wait for that. Did you see this story about the Aria? manager he allegedly stole seven hundred and seventy three thousand dollars from aria he had worked there for 12 years but the theft allegedly didn't start until 2022 so just in the last year and he got suspected by like a co-worker because he was buying all kinds of expensive stuff and he said that he was doing private chef work on the side co-worker gets suspicious starts looking into the transactions And, you know, he just kept getting greedier and greedier, as this usually happens. And basically, he was refunding reservations to his own debit card, his Chase debit card, and $773,000 over about a year. And, like, it just, based on the numbers, he was doing more and more every month, trying to get more money. Greed, uh, it always gets you in the end. Yeah, and where's, like, Chase in all of this? How do you see this many refunds to a debit card and have it not raise red flags or shut down the account or reach out to where it's coming from something along those lines this is a lot of money it's not like it's 10k or 20k we're talking hundreds of almost a million dollars three quarters of a million dollars so i don't understand how that went through all this time how their internal network didn't catch it i mean this isn't a small amount you know you can get away with it once or twice it's always the people greed man they start pushing and pushing and hope he had a really good year because he's gonna spend a couple in prison it won't be so fun yeah they were investigating him and then he quit 
quit his job uh, before, maybe hoping that that would stop the investigation. I don't know. But then he turned himself into police September 1st. So uh, he hadn't worked there for a couple months. But he had done a total of 209 refunds, and it just upped. I think the highest was in July, which was 37. That's around, I think, the time he quit his job. So just a nutty story. And to your point, why don't they not have internal controls to be like so many refunds to the same card? And I'm imagining they're creating an algorithm to look at that now. And probably my guess with that many refunds is eventually some sort of audit would have caught this. But the coworker did that. I mean, they did the right thing. And in this case, snitches don't get stitches. Yeah, they should give the coworker like 70K as a, a- bonus for catching it (laughs) if they recoup some of the money like they should they should do something for them this is mgm we're talking about Uh, i don't think they're getting uh, anything quite quite that good maybe a free show ticket or something what caesars give the one uh guy that worked there forever like light bulbs or something hopefully mgm does better than that so our one of my favorite follows on twitter we've talked about her before carrie balicki she got to try out the vault at Bellagio, that sort of speakeasy we talked about, super high-end, rare liquors, very expensive drinks. I think the cheapest is $30, but uh, you're paying big money to be in there, and it looks incredible. I mean, she gave us great pictures and video inside. She said it has a great Gatsby type of look. I mean, I think this might be one of the nicest spaces in all of Las Vegas. Just based on what I've seen, I have to go there and try it out. Definitely follow her. She has great pictures, and she always is out on the town doing something. So if you like drinks or, you know, party atmosphere or nightlife uh, she's a great follow on twitter but it, it does look a lot like great Gatsby, and i love that it's still kind of like even though people are publicizing and it's out there it's still kind of hidden like i don't think anybody that walks by this will notice and know it's there unless they're looking for it which i think is cool you know other speakeasies aren't really all that well hidden they're kind of like an open secret where this is you're gonna need to know or or maybe you know plan ahead and get a reservation and stuff looks very cool i, I probably wouldn't eat anything on the menu but i definitely would have a drink or two there yeah the menu is crazy expensive but you pay a lot of money for at a lot of places in las vegas for drinks like think about what if you just walked up and got a drink at harris it would probably cost you 15 bucks at a casino bar for a regular drink this if you're paying 30 bucks for a cocktail a normal cocktail with the ambiance and what they're doing there i think they get props and it fits perfectly within the bellagio theme and the clientele and we've talked before how we don't think bellagio sort of measures up to maybe win or or some of the other high-end places, but this certainly does, and they deserve props for everything they've done here. And bringing in that very rare collection of alcohol, clearly those are very expensive. You're talking $150 drinks. That's going to cater to the people that want to be in this place, and I think this is going to be hard to get into based on what I said. We know they don't have a lot of seats. It's not very big. As more and more people see this, either the prices are going to go up to $50 to start, or it's going to be really hard to get in. Yeah, I wonder, you know, during the week if it will be a little bit easier or, or what the walk in type of availability will be like because i'm sure a lot of people won't plan ahead and be like hey remember oh that place let's go check it out and and not be able to get in but hopefully they save a couple seats you know a lot of times uh bars and restaurants will do that well even if they are reservation only they'll save a couple seats for walk-ins just to make people's day and stuff so hopefully they do that or just here and there it happens and and you look out but i'm i definitely want to check it out it looks really awesome so this is a mgm heavy show Uh, But I wanted to talk about Cosmo real quick. I teased it a little bit on the last show. We stayed at Nomad last week and spent some time at Cosmo, mainly because uh, my wife wanted to play, and I figured it was better to do it under Cosmo's identity program, which has been more generous with comps to get some free nights. Uh, She barely played. I think the last time she gambled there was a year ago, but she had two free nights already. So, you know, playing a little bit more. Hopefully we'll get something before it turns into MGM Rewards. And uh, we don't get anything from MGM Rewards as locals. (laughs) I never get comp offers. So we did that and we're over there. And Cosmo's always been one of my favorite casinos to go into. Cocktail service is always great, fast. We were there for like a total of two hours and only got one drink. And we had several cocktail servers take our orders and we weren't moving around the casino to different areas. We were sticking around. They were just like few and far between. We had two different cocktail servers take our orders and never bring them. And we like searched the whole casino trying to find them. We found a third one finally. And she's like, well, my drink tray's full. So you're gonna have to wait probably 30, 45 minutes for a drink. Even though we told her like we've been waiting an hour, like the service was absolutely terrible and the atmosphere was, you know, fine. It was Cosmo. I noticed there's a lot more older people in there now compared to what you would see five or 10 years ago. And then the other thing I noticed dogs all over the casino, there was many people with their dogs 
just sitting in the casino in wagons. It wasn't the Cosmo that I've fallen in love with. I'm not going to you know put it down. I'm going to stay there in November uh, using those comp nights right before Formula One so I can be down there and kind of show everybody what it looks like right before the race because coincidentally the comp offer worked that week. It's just two days before the race started. But yeah, we left, you know, kind of upset, went back to Park MGM. To their credit, within 30 seconds, the cocktail waitress came right over, took the order. We had drinks two minutes later. So props to Park MGM. I don't know what the heck is happening at Cosmo. That's because there's like 12 people in Park MGM, but no. (laughs) Well, yeah. I'm waiting for you to throw up the picture of me petting the dog in Cromwell when the guy had me watch it while he peed uh, the one time. The MGM effect, right? That's what everybody's going to say. Just, you know, they're probably already cutting back on on workers and everything like that and trying to extract every dollar they can. Hopefully that's not what's happening, but you could have just maybe had an off night. Cosmo's such a special property. That's Fountain Blue. If they were promoting this place, I think they're perfectly primed to take all those people if it lines up the way that we think, you know, with the design and everything in the way that's going to be inside. I wish we just saw a little bit more of it so we could, you know, get super excited about it. But I think they're going to take a big chunk of that uh, that group of people, the younger people that are in that 25 to 35 age that was always in Cosmo, I think this really is their chance to to dip into that and take them right from Cosmo. I agree. And I think I was thinking that Cosmo opened and, you know, the people who would go there when they were younger and now they're older and maybe that's what's happening there. Maybe it was just a bad night. And that's why I wanted to kind of throw it out there to people to leave a comment. Let me know what your recent experiences are there. It was bad. I mean, it was really bad, but I've only had great experiences there. In fact, it was probably my favorite casino on the strip as far as service they give you like full-size cocktails usually it's very good so i'm gonna not write them off i'll try them again you know in the next couple months and see how it goes but i'd be interested to see what other people have experienced there did you guys go get the uh numb the numb drink at the chandelier bar oh we forgot all right that's on the agenda for november that's on the agenda for november you know what she should have done is just gone to the chandelier bar and gambled at the bar top because, you know, you have yes. to wait for the light and you get the vouchers, but it would have certainly been better than what we experienced uh, there. So uh, we definitely have to do that. And uh, did you want to s- see a video so- of you biting the flower and then your mouth going numb? That's what I want to see. OK. All right. Done. <laughs> Another crazy thing happened in Vegas this weekend. Ed Sheeran's concert at Allegiant Stadium was canceled at the last minute. Apparently, the big towers that he uses shifted by like over a foot. The floor basically couldn't support the weight. Uh, We don't really know like if it's a design flaw of the stadium or uh, something else. But, you know, this is a world tour that's gone all over the place. They haven't had these issues in other arenas. So maybe it was the company that put it together or something else. I'm sure we'll find out. He's going to come back on October 28th. But the crazy thing was it was like 103 degrees outside. The doors were supposed to open at 430. They tweeted out saying 530 that they would open the doors. So you have 50,000 or more people just standing outside waiting in the hot sun, not enough water. In fact, they weren't giving people free water. So I guess they were still selling stuff. So people criticized them for that. A lot of people passed out, vomited paramedics had to come in then they opened the doors a little bit but wouldn't let people inside the actual arena which makes sense because you have these towers that are shifting and i imagine they could fall into the seats they're big but so they're in the lobbies and they're crushed together it reminded me of mexico city when we were there last year for the uh mexican independence day i don't know it it looked crazy a lot of people upset ed sheeran to his credit didn't really know that it was going to be canceled to the last minute he came out and posed with some fans said the next show will be very special he appreciates the effort people went in to come and see him I think he's a good actor in all of this, but it was a mess and sort of crazy to see all those videos coming out of it. Yeah, it sounds like they had some type of flooring that they put down maybe over the field to protect the field and that was shifting. It couldn't handle the weight, which, you know, Ford Field had Ed Sheeran. My sister went to it uh, here when it was in Detroit and they didn't have that issue. So I don't know if they used a different thing set up than other football fields, but you would think that they would be somewhat used to this by now because they've done uh, a lot of concerts there. I know each one has a different setup, but hopefully they learn from it. It's just sad that in that heat, you can't let people just sit out there and not give them anything like, you know, give some bottles of water. It's yeah, you'll lose a little bit of money, but it's not that big of a deal compared to, you know, having people upset and getting all this bad press. It's just, it's kind of crazy. You could have opened it up and let people buy beer and all that stuff on the inside, even not letting them go to their seats. You know, you have the vendors in there. It's not like everybody wasn't there ready to work. So you could have done something along those lines. And my first reaction was, why don't people just leave after a while? But there, there was like lines and everybody was kind of squished in. I don't think you could get out once you were in, which is a terrible feeling. I wouldn't want to be in that at all. Yeah, because the common sense would be just walk over the bridge, hang out at Mandalay Bay or Luxor. But as you said, there was just so many people there and they're just all, you know, stuck. And they wanted to get there early, I'm sure, 
to get into the atmosphere, the vibe. This is your favorite singer. You want to see this. And I think he's a really good guy. I think he's going to make a very special show for the people who come back in October. And he got a lot of hate at first, but I think people understood this was beyond their control. And you don't want one of those towers. I mean, they're giant. You don't want any issues with that. You know, you're, you should be glad that he didn't do it. But I think Allegiant Stadium needs a better plan for if something like this happens again, for having water for people or for having ways to disperse people or something like that. So they clearly learned a lesson here. And hopefully this does not happen again because it was pretty ugly all around. So just a reminder, we are launching our Patreon this week. In fact, just a few days on Friday, we're launching our Patreon. We'll have an exclusive after show. So nothing about this show will change. Still, we'll do Tuesdays and Fridays, the same show. But if you want a a looser after show, uh, more kind of in-depth stuff, we are going to do that on Patreon for our patrons. And uh, we will be launching that this Friday. So look out for it on our next show. So the culinary union is going to go on strike, or at least they're going to vote to go on strike Uh, at the end of this month, I think September 26th. That doesn't mean that they necessarily will go on strike. And it also means that our favorite guy, Papa Giorgio, is in the news because he's the guy who leads the culinary union. So I'm always happy anytime he's in the news and I get to read an, an article. But if they do vote to strike, pretty curious timing here for the casinos because you have a Formula One race, you have a Super Bowl coming up. Seems like the union might have a lot of leverage here. Yeah, and I mean, we've talked about the the profits the casinos have been making and the record numbers that they've been bringing in. So I think they have a lot to go off of. And then with everything that's lined up coming up in the next several months, they they can't afford to have a strike. They really can't. Hopefully it isn't like out of this world asks so that it's, you know, that they're going to say no anyway. But hopefully they come to some common ground. You know, we definitely need to pay the, the service workers more than they have been in the past. And we need to get more of them in there. So maybe if they do get some concessions, gets more people into the union so that more people can get hired and we get 24 hour uh, food and drinks again. <laughs> That's all that matters, Sean. That's all I want. Yeah. It's 24 hours. Yeah. Well, one of their concerns <laughs> is staff uh, staff cutting and making the employees do more work. Obviously, cost of living increases. We haven't seen a full culinary union strike since 1984, although people who came to Vegas like in the 90s, I remember the frontier. I don't remember how long it went on, like 10 years or something crazy like that. They were always outside the frontier because they would never become unionized. So there were like little strikes, but the whole union hasn't striked since 1984. And I have to think that they have, they're enjoying this timing. It gives them a little bit more leverage, but their contract, I believe, ended on June 1st. So they're just basically working on an extension right now. Uh, so they're doing it all in good faith. So we'll see how that all works out. And then finally, MGM again, because we can't avoid them. But this is crazy. They have a major <laughs> cyber attack that happened to them. As we record this on Monday, everything is still down. It happened on Sunday sometime. And this is like payment systems, ATMs. Uh, their whole website, reservations, just everything, even the digital room keys. Apparently the physical room keys do work that they program locally, but their entire thing is down. We didn't know what initially happened, but then they confirmed that it's a major cyber attack and they're hacked in some way. We don't know what information got taken, but they have a lot of personal information and they were hacked, what, a few years ago as well. So uh, this is an ongoing story, but it's had a significant impact, not just in Vegas, but all of their properties. Yeah, I'm waiting for my email that says I have a year worth of uh, LifeLock or whatever they're going to give me for the stuff that's hacked like we've seen with every other major corporation these days it's kind of sad of how little security these companies have and how often they get hacked and how much of our information they have so it's it's scary when you think about it i try not to think about it uh luckily it hasn't ever turned into anything for me personally but i know it has for others so you know hopefully they get this up and running if you were in vegas and you spent all this money how how upset would you be you can't gamble you can't get money out of the atms i mean you guess you go to caesars and and do all that stuff but if you're at your favorite hotel and your program that you want to put money into you can't even do that right now it's just it's rough stupidly this morning i was booking that cosmos day not even thinking i don't know cosmos on the same system i actually don't think it is but i had the offer and i booked it and then at the end it just like hung there for a second. And then it said my offer disappeared and I had already redeemed it. No confirmation email. And I'm like, you're an idiot. What the heck were you doing booking that where you knew that <laughs> that it was down? Even though, again, it wasn't officially linked into this according to them. But anyway, is it, you know, are they holding them hostage, ransomware? We've seen that with other big companies. We really don't know. There's even reports of some machines being offline. It's a real mess. And this is a huge thing. They've said they contacted law enforcement. Uh, we'll follow up on the next show how long it takes them to get back up, what the repercussions are. It'll probably be a while before we really know what got leaked or what exactly happened. But uh, the fact that they came out and confirmed this, it's a huge deal. And for a big company like that, no doubt uh, the corporate headquarters down here is uh, a mess this morning. I, people cannot be happy. It's got to be very stressful for guests, but also for the company. And nobody wants to see this. Uh, is 
much as we love to hate on MGM in you know a lighthearted way. Yeah, maybe the IT union went on strike too. Who knows? So let us know what you think about anything we talked about, the MGM hack, the potential strike for the culinary union, Ed Sheeran's concert, the guy who allegedly stole all that money from Aria. What do you think about the trees and how that looks from the street? Do you like it? Are you in that camp? Are you in the camp with me who thinks it looks like a barren wasteland now? Maybe I was being a little dramatic, but <laughs> let us know down in the comments. <laughs> So, Mark, uh, I don't know if you heard, because it's a little secret nobody knows about, but we had two major cyber attacks in Las Vegas over the last couple of weeks. Of course, I'm joking because this has been the big news. And this is a special show where we're going to talk all about everything, the crazy experiences on the ground, what happened, the fallout, what you can expect, what you should know. We'll cover all of that right now. Did they try to, like, unplug it and then plug it back in? <laughs> on social media this week you saw so many crazy visuals from the las vegas strip it started on sunday with a cyber attack of mgm resorts and it was they were very slow to kind of roll out the information about what was happening but by the time sunday night rolled around we found out room keys weren't working a lot of systems were down the players accounts you couldn't cash out tickets and that is extended all the way through today although mgm as of today thursday september 14th is starting to come online a lot of progress has been made at getting back but we saw some insane videos of long check-in lines. Did you see that Excalibur line that I shared on Twitter? Uh, a viewer had sent it to me. It snaked basically all the way out of the casino. I've never seen anything like that. I didn't know that many people stayed at Excalibur in one night. <laughs> <laughs> dirty I mean, castle yeah, they, for life yeah i said on twitter uh, our friend c-note who coined the term dirty castle i said i only know one person who would willingly wait in a four-hour line to stay there and that's him <laughs> but it was insane there was yeah, exactly. crazy visuals jacob's life in vegas he shared bellagio very similar lines so different experiences at different levels of hotels but that was just the beginning they were manually checking people in meaning that there was no computer system behind it so there was a lot of problems of people being given duplicate rooms uh, no real uh, control on access to those rooms, anecdotal reports of thefts. Uh, so we will see how that all shakes out in the end. But you can see if you have 5,000 rooms in a hotel and you have to manually check people in with paper, how that all could get mixed up. And they had security escorting people. So just the check-in experience was crazy. We also saw like issues with elevators, especially employee elevators. There was a picture from Vegas Starfish of an employee elevator at Aria where the radio was down. So they had like a walkie-talkie in case you got stuck in the elevator. Elevator, you would have to walkie-talkie your way out. A lot of uh, a lot of craziness all around. Yeah, it's just, I don't even know how they expected this to work. And I wonder if they've dropped the bag finally and, and paid these people so they could get things up and running or or what's going on. It's just, it's been kind of nuts. And I hope they take care of everybody that dealt with all of this because I know that I would have turned around and gone to like Laughlin or something or anywhere else versus that. Even, I wouldn't have paid 500 bucks to go to the Flamingo, but I would I would have considered a whole bunch of different options versus waiting four hours to check in, not having my lights in the room work or have to call down to get that turned on. And then who knows what's going to happen with charges or anything. Maybe they end up getting, you know, some meals for free or something because of this craziness where they don't bill them properly. But Everybody that dealt with it should get some type of future stay comped, something along those lines. They have to do something because all these people came. They didn't do a good job of trying to warn them of this. And they showed up and you're like hit with darkness, no machines, can't cash out, can't get rewards and forever to check in. You don't know if the elevator is going to uh, get you stuck on the way up. It's just nuts. My favorite story came from Aria that they had those electronic light controls in the rooms. And apparently the system that runs that was down. And so employees had to go manually up to the rooms and help people turn on and off lights somehow. I don't know quite how that worked, but uh, that was my funniest story. But Stupid. these employees, man, they had to have gone through <laughs> hell this week. You really have to appreciate every level. It doesn't matter what position you work at at an MGM resort. Your job had to be very difficult this week. And props to them for trying to do the best for customers and trying to make it the best experience. Despite an incredibly tough situation, their payroll system is even down. There was worries. Uh, I got an email from a Cosmo employee who was worried they're not even going to get paid. But thankfully, MGM said that's not going to happen. They came out and said they're doing it manually. They'll make sure everybody gets their paychecks on time. Somebody's going to have a handwriter's cramp right now with all those checks. But they should have gone to one of the 47 CVS's in Las Vegas and bought uh, some flashlights and given it to people and said, here you go. When you get to your room, this will be your light for the night. Uh, it's kind of, it's just bizarre, all the stuff. And, you know, like you said, everybody that worked there, I feel so bad for them because 
they weren't involved in this. They didn't want this. And they got stuck dealing with it too. Just as bad as being on the other side, you know, having to show up to work knowing it's going to be hell basically and deal with people that are very frustrated and upset is just terrible. And, you know, hopefully they get a bonus out of this too, which they probably won't, uh, sad to say, but hopefully they do something for them, some extra PTO, uh, some counseling for PTSD that they get from this riding in elevators whatever it be, but it's just crazy all around. So what happened exactly is the big question. Uh, MGM is a publicly traded company, so they did have to go to the SEC and say this was a material cyber attack. It had a material effect on their business. And what they aren't saying is that it's ransomware, even though it's been widely reported that it is and that it is a Russian hackers who compromised an employee via phone call. We don't know exactly how that happened. And MGM hasn't confirmed any of it, but enough reports have come out that seem like this is the case. We don't know how much money was required of them. We don't know if they paid and that's why their systems have come online. It's been reported about it's going to take seven days to two weeks for everything to come fully online. There's enough internal leaks that I'm pretty confident in this information. And again, we're already basically on day five of this happening uh, and things are getting better, which is good to know. But we should learn more about if they have to pay out what they have to pay out. Companies do have insurance for this sort of stuff, but if it's your own employee and there's ways that they could not pay, so we don't know quite how that's all gonna work, and we'll talk about that more with Caesars in a bit, but this does seem like a ransomware attack, and we still don't know what information they took and how that could compromise current customers. Yeah, there's been a couple reports of people seeing weird charges on their credit cards that they used at Excalibur and other properties in the past, so you don't know if they're stealing that info and gonna use it, and there's gonna be all that stuff happening going on for months or weeks or whatever because once they have your credit card you don't know until they actually try to make a charge on it so that could you know a year from now they could get to your number and and give it a try so it's kind of crazy but even if you pay these companies which we'll talk about caesars who did and looks like a genius for doing so uh in a second but even if you pay them what's the to stop them from coming back and doing the same thing again it's kind of crazy and then you're still trusting them that they'll turn it off Uh, it's kind of it's a really tough uh, position to be in for you know i don't know what I would do there. Would you pay it? Well, what I've read is that the ransomware hackers generally honor their agreements because if they don't, then it sort of collapses their business model. Because if you know they're going to leak the information anyway, why pay? And so up to this point, based on some security researchers I was reading, they tend to actually follow through with what they say. We don't know if MGM decided not to pay or if they got this attack and then they had to decide later on. We don't know all of the sort of logistics of it. Starting next year, they're going to have to disclose even more to the SEC about cyber attacks like this. But currently, they they don't have to. So what they've already disclosed is basically all they're required to legally, although I suspect a lot of customers will want answers. Their reservation system still down, their website still down. You can call for reservations, but if you know, if you need to deal with any of that and you have any option to avoid it, uh, do so this week. If you have reservations for this coming weekend, they will let you cancel them for free or just no show. So at least they're doing that. How are you going to get through to cancel them? I'm sure the phone lines are terrible. I guess just no show and, and hope, like you said, like, it's just I wouldn't go. I definitely try to change to a different place if I could. Can you imagine going to check in, though, and they have to explain the resort fee to you as uh, as you check in? Because they're like, uh, you know, we have this 50 <laughs> dollar resort fee and it does you know the whole resort is shut down but we're still going to charge you it you don't anyway. get any wi-fi but cool <laughs> yeah it's uh it's nuts but a lot of craziness i talked uh that i tried to do the cosmo reservation right before the last show in the middle of this thinking cosmo was on a separate system or not really thinking about it my two my reservation did show up my offer is still there and actually two reservations showed up because it hung and then i clicked submit again and so now i have two reservations plus the offer is still available so maybe if you have comps Room for you know, sale. maybe Yeah, maybe it's uh, time to, you know, book them because their back end system isn't updating the offers as you use them. I don't really know. I don't need two rooms. But as Mark said, maybe I maybe I should make a few bucks and sell it to somebody else. (laughs) So let's talk Caesars really quick. As the MGM stuff blew up, we learned that Caesars had a cyber attack a couple weeks ago. I think it was in late August. And they haven't confirmed that they paid ransom, although Bloomberg was reported that they paid $15 million ransom. They were demanding $30 million and they ended up paying $15 million which was paid by their insurance. This compromise apparently came from a third-party vendor, which is uh, less problematic, I think, from the insurance standpoint for them, but they were able to do it. They did have to disclose to the SEC that social security numbers and driver's licenses were compromised for most of their rewards members, although they say the hackers say, as we talked about earlier, they're not going to leak it, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, isn't all that info out there already from the 4,700 hacks that have happened at Target and everywhere else in the world? I mean, uh, I'm kind of whatever like i said last time give me my free subscription to uh, experian or whatever that you're gonna send to me and 
<laughs> and let's go. It's insane to think, though, that the two biggest sort of gaming companies in the world, I think, MGM, I think, is the biggest. I believe Caesars is second. If not, just the two biggest names in Las Vegas. They're attacked by seemingly separate groups, according to all the information out there, within just a few weeks. And MGM has a lot to answer for, for how this affects their business long term. I think Moody's said that they may downgrade their credit rating uh, because of this. And Caesars, you know, probably has less to worry about because they did manage to avoid most things uh, bad happening to them. And as you say, maybe they made a few bucks off the extra room rates. But this has to be having, you know, hotel companies, travel companies really kind of shaking in their boots. We know that these ransomware attacks have been happening more and more often, but this was like the most visual reminder of this sort of world that we live in. And I don't think anybody would have thought that MGM would have been brought to their knees in this way before this week. So it really is eye-opening, I think, for the entire industry. Yeah, I mean, all these attacks that we, we joke about, it, it's always like they take your, your info. They don't, like, shut down operations. The fact that they could basically flip the switch on every single uh, process in the in the MGM properties is, is kind of insane when you think about it. And it blows my mind that it got to that level. So I have to assume that they came to them. I doubt they're going to be like, you know what? We turned everything off. Now you want it back on. I have to think that they were like, give us the money or we're going to do this. And they were like, no, you know, we're not going to do it. Uh, so that's my guess. Uh, otherwise, it just seems like over the top, uh, especially that it's gone on this long. You think that they would have ponied up to get out of it by now. But that's what you got insurance for. Just pay the money. It, like we said, it's cheaper to pay the money, it seems, than to deal with all this backlash that you're going to get. And what you're going to have to pay out to employees and customers going forward is going to be a, a big number, I think. Not to mention what they've lost as far as revenue, right? Hotel revenue, gaming revenue. We know most of their machines were down this week. Uh, no ticket in, ticket out system. So even if you want to cash out a dollar it required a hand pay so they had to have people scrambling around the floors and most videos i've seen of the casino floors are empty and that's because people probably are just going to other properties that are not mgm why would you stick around uh to deal with all of that even if i was staying in one of their hotels which i personally would have canceled and tried to go somewhere else although i understand financially that might not be possible especially with rates going up because of that increased demand but i still would just get off property there is no mgm rewards it's not tracking your gambling so what's the point of of doing that yeah i mean if that's what you're going if you're there and you don't really care about points or status or anything like that then maybe you still play but if you do care about all that stuff, you're not going to put in as much money or maybe any money knowing that you're not going to get any of that money back that, that you get in comps or anything like that. So they definitely lost a lot on that end. And then everything else, people canceling rooms. And, and like you said, so they should have just paid. I think the hosts at other properties had to be pretty happy because another side effect of this was any if you were here on an offer, they gave you your free room, but you're not getting any of your free play or anything else. So I can imagine a lot of people picked up the phone, called the hosts at places like Wynn or Venetian or anywhere else, depending on which property you were staying at and tried to maybe move their play elsewhere. Might as well get your credit for it. A mess all around. I think we'll see that this costs them a significant amount of money. Some people were saying the over under 50 million. I don't really know, but it seems like it would probably be more than that in the end. But I guess we'll see as time goes on. They'll have a lot to answer in their investor calls and in future disclosures to the SEC. So hopefully we'll learn more about all of it. But as you said, Caesar's sort of sitting pretty, I think, considering how significantly they were hacked and then how they were able to just pay and not have any repercussions for the most part. This is where like Resorts World needed to step in and use that big screen instead of doing things for Nico and say, hey, no line over here. Get over here and get your room for 250 bucks or whatever. And they could have packed that place instead of being so empty, you can drive a semi through it <laughs> at like eight o'clock at night. So there you go. Mark got his Nico reference in for the day. Uh, <laughs> let, let us know what you guys think about these cyber attacks and sort of the craziness that happened in Las Vegas all the crazy visuals I showed you during this show. We usually release our new show on Fridays, but because we released this today on Thursday as a special update to the cyber attacks, our new show this week will be out on Saturday, September 16th. So look for that. All non-cyber uh, attack related news happening in Las Vegas, and there's a lot of it. Don't forget to check out our Patreon, which is live as of today, patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. We have no content up there yet, but it'll be up there as of Saturday. That'll be our weekly after show and our uh, backstory and all of that. That'll all be there this week. And then every week going forward, we'll have an after show for you guys. If you want to support us, patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. So 
So, Mark, the big news of the week has been the hacks in Las Vegas, and we talked about that on a previous show. So look on the channel. You can find out all of the information. We covered every bit of news about it and both MGM and Caesars. But this week, as people flocked away from the MGM properties, they went to Caesars and other places. Did you see that there was a room at the Flamingo? The Fab room was $484 a night plus resort fee and taxes. Not quite fab to me. Yeah, the Fab room with all the dents and dings and scuffs all over the place. <laughs> yeah, those rooms have not held up well over the years, but it's just nuts. And, you know, they don't even need F1 to drive up prices. All they need is the Russians to do them a good deed and then Caesars can scoop it up. They paid $15, $20 million or whatever it be to get out of the hack and they're going to make that back in Flamingo. Mingo stays. <laughs> a lot of news this week out of Las Vegas, other than the cyber attacks, which we covered on the other show. And starting with Luxor, they're getting a new playground. And this isn't like an Area 15 high-tech digital technology sort of playground. It's an old school sort of immersive playground, uh, 14,000 square feet. It's going to be on that atrium level where some of those theaters are, Blue Man Group, Carrot Top, all of that. It's going to have slides and they say it's going to be like on a game show. And during the day, it's going to be family friendly. And then at night, 21 and over. It looks kind of interesting from the concept art and another experiential Vegas sort of thing. Yeah, I remember like Discovery Zone as a kid and you just hope nobody poops or pukes in the, in the slide before you get there. I wonder if that's what it's going to be like at night. Like they're going to have to shut it down from somebody spilling drinks all over the place or just being rambunctious. But it's a cool idea. Something you don't really see anywhere. Kind of a throwback and... You know, all us 80s, 90s kids that grew up with outdoor McDonald's play places, the OG, the the way better than the indoor ones. Uh, this is kind of like something similar to that. So I think it will do well and something to go to Luxor for, which, you know, isn't always a thing. Yeah, and if it's on brand with them attached to the Excalibur, I should say Area 15 does have a slide, but this is more like a playground feeling compared to what Area 15 is. They feel like very different sort of things, but this is going to be the first and they want to build a bunch of these around the country. So we'll see how it works out. I think if you're going to kind of launch this concept, Vegas probably a good place to do it. I'm looking forward to it. It looks kind of cool. You enter via the slide. You play game shows, tactile experiences. Very, very old school, like you said. So, uh, yeah, DZ at Discovery Zone. I can never get that um, that song out of my head. <laughs> Leaps and Bounds was always better, though. <laughs> we didn't have those out here on the West Coast. Uh, well, Midwest people will know what I'm talking about. Or East Coast. I don't remember where they were, but I liked them better. As a reminder, our Patreon launches today, and we have an after show that we do every single week, including right now, an after show from this show. Plus, there's some bonus content about our backstory. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. Yes, come join us. So one of our favorite follows on Twitter, Viva Las Value, he comes to Vegas often and he shares all of his experiences, good and bad, his wins, his losses, which I appreciate because we all know that there's a lot of influencers who don't do that. But he had a really rough trip and he decided to be very introspective, write an article about, you know, the losses and how it made him feel, called it When the Fun Stops. And I thought it was worth highlighting this simply because... You know, we highlight sort of the upside of gambling, the fun, all of the stuff happening in Vegas. But there is a downside. I've lived here a long time. I've seen it. And I thought this was a great article to remind people that sometimes you got to look within and figure out if this is all too much. Yeah, I think there's a couple things you want to look for in this type of thing. And I and I said on Twitter when I shared his article that a hot streak is like the worst thing for a recreational gambler because it gives you this feeling of invincibility. You know, you've been there. I've been there where you're like, oh, I'll just win it back. And you keep buying in for more and more. And there's two times, two things that are like red herring or, you know, red marks that you should watch out for that he brings up in the article. First one is when you're doing something else and you're not getting any joy out of it because you're just worried about getting back to the casino to win your money back. He said that happened on the cruise and on his recent trip. If you're like in a movie or a show and all you're worried about is like, I got to get out of here so I can get back there and win this money back. That's bad. The other one is when you're sitting there gambling, if you're not having any fun and you're just doing it because you feel like you need to, to try to win money back. That's the other bad spot. So watch for those two things. I mean, you definitely have to step outside of yourself a bit. It's hard to admit to yourself that you're doing something crazy and, and getting in too deep. But that's where we see. And, you know, we've both been there. So definitely appreciate him putting that out there. Yeah. And why are we covering that on this show? Because we would like to cover both sides. And he did a great job of writing this up. We highly suggest you read it and a link in the description. So let's move on. Civic Center Plaza. This is a new green space coming downtown right across from City Hall. So it's about a couple blocks south of Plaza and very close to the bridge that goes over the railroad to Smith Center and stuff like that. They're building new office buildings, but this beautiful new green space, they announced it last year, but it's now under construction, should be open uh, hopefully soon in the next few months. They're going to have events there. 
So another cool little venue downtown, not very far from Fremont Street, so maybe worth a walk over there. Yeah, I was going to say, is it walkable? Like, what what kind of uh, feeling do you get from walking there? Because I know we walked down to Neon Light Museum, and you chastised me for that as not the best walk or smartest walk to take, but we did it. Speaking of Viva Las Value, uh, on his last trip, he went to the 7-Eleven there on Las Vegas Boulevard to save on ATM fees. And uh, apparently he almost got robbed or something. That, yeah, and that, you have to walk by that on the way to the Neon Museum. This is the other way. So this is really just walking from Plaza down Main Street two blocks, basically not far from where their parking garage is. And this is right where City Hall is. So it's a much safer area, I would say. But yeah, downtown can be a little rough at times. And if you want to save on ATM fees, then just get a Schwab checking account. It's free. All over the world, you get free ATM fees. It's what I use in the casinos and also while I'm traveling. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say. You stole my thunder. But it reimburses like $20 fees, $30 fees, any crazy amount anywhere in the world. It's free. So definitely get one of those if you are pulling out of the casino and, you know, you're going to get hit with that $10, $15 fee, whatever it is these days. is just nuts. So that's nice to have there. But also, you know set the limits like we talked about like you don't want to be going back to the atm every day don't put too much money in there for sure so the rise festival is coming again this is sold out i think every year it's coming october 6th and 7th and it says on their website that they're like 95 percent sold out but what i wanted to cover was resorts world sent me an email offering two for one tickets and i confirmed that the code works the code is rw friends 2023 I think tickets for Friday night are 129, 159 for Saturday night. So you'd get two for one, although they do double you up on the fees for the tickets, which kind of sucks. This is the largest lantern festival or lantern release, I believe, in America. It looks really cool. Some of the videos from past years, they take you about 25 miles out in the desert and you get, you know, thousands of people releasing these at the same time. The visuals are incredible and uh, I've always wanted to do it. Maybe I should do it at two for one. Yeah, I think this is really unique. You know, I've always wanted to be in a big lantern lighting or at least you know watch it from afar see them go up it's one of the cooler things you see like it's always in movies and stuff but you never really get to do it in real life so i, I would i would definitely do it if i was in town it would be something I would, at two for one i would take advantage of it at double those prices i don't know that i could swallow that to send some lights up in the air but at two for one it's a, a bit easier to, to handle for sure resource world also announced that carrie underwood added 18 new shows for 2024 uh, tickets are going on sale september 18th if you want to grab them so her residency continues to go on even if we see katie perry not back and Luke Bryan's had a lot of issues lately, so we don't know what his future is there. David Blaine moving across the street to win. So some shakeups there in the entertainment, but Carrie Underwood staying strong. Yeah, she's a big name to have. One of the bigger ones, Lady Gaga, is coming back to Vegas, which is awesome. Katy Perry hopefully comes back. Her show was so well received, so I'm, I'm hoping that they work something out with her. Yeah, she's going on her world tour, so maybe she'll give Vegas some love after that's all over. Caesars is out in Dubai. We covered a few weeks ago that Dubai is getting ready to create the legislative framework for gambling uh, in the Emirates or all of the Emirates, really. And Caesars was the first gaming company to be there. They opened in 2018 their Caesars Palace. The idea was to have a casino at some point. Of course, that hasn't come yet. And I guess their five-year contract is up because the owners are kicking them out in favor of the Banyan Tree brand from Accor. A very, very nice high-end brand. So just as MGM and Wynn are getting ready to move into the market, we know that the regulatory framework is coming. Caesars is out. Bad timing for them. Yeah, and a little bit weird to for the owners to decide that, you know, you think you'd want to stay and see if the casino comes because that would probably likely bring you higher rents, better, you know, better money, all that type of stuff. So I'm surprised that they would do this. You maybe to go like year to year for a couple of years, see how it plays out. I wouldn't just kick them to the curb right now, but that is a great name to bring in. When we talked about the gaming thing a few weeks ago, I showed pictures of the rooms in Caesars Palace, Dubai. A lot of people said they didn't look great. I agree. Uh, Banyan Tree or Banyan Tree, how do you say it? Let me know in the comments. I think Banyan is how you say it, but I always used to say Banyan. Uh, but uh, that brand is incredible, and I think that you'll see a full blue. refresh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, correct me down in the comments. We know you guys all love to do that. Uh, but Caesar's bad timing as we see that. A lot of people still don't think gaming will come to the Emirates and they don't think it's going to work out, but a lot of money behind that. And I think they want to drive tourism as Saudi Arabia is competing more fiercely for the tourist market. So we'll keep an eye on that. Some news coming out of Fountain Blue. Vital Vegas reports that his sources say that it will open on December 13th. Again, no official word, no. although he did say that the website might be online next week for reservations and stuff. So that could be good. Uh, I talked to my inside source or my construction worker friend, and he said 
Basically, that the casino looks absolutely wonderful. The rooms, at least halfway up the tower, are finished. He expects December. Now, he's not a high up guy, so he's not going to have that official word. But just based on what he's seeing inside of there, uh, he said it's all good. And coincidentally, he's back from Rio, and he said he's so happy uh, to be back over at Fountain Blue uh, from the Rio renovations. <laughs> he's tired of that Flintstone uh, steak table or whatever. But no, I said no because, of course, it's the week after I'm supposed to be there. And originally, we had heard the first weekend of December opening. So I'm hoping that this is wrong too. And maybe they split the difference and open uh, the Wednesday before that, something along those terms. Otherwise I'll have to come back early next year to check it out. And then I'll just give all my love to Durango while I'm there instead, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. This is all still rumors, but we talked about how quiet they've been and maybe they're getting ready to ramp up uh, all their stuff. They are doing a job fair uh, September 25th through September 30th. They're hiring 6,500 workers for the property. And depending on the day, I'll throw it up on the screen for you, which positions you're applying throw for, you can do the job fair. Yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe they can hire more <laughs> PR people uh, as part of this job fair so that we can get some cool stuff from the inside there uh, instead of leaks coming out. But based on all the information, the rumors, the inside source with construction, a lot of people are still sort of skeptical that it's going to open in December or that it's going to open at all. You know, they've watched it sit there on the strip for the last 15 or so years. It's going to happen. And it does seem like December is likely. And they did say they're going to open in December. They just never gave us a date. So hopefully we'll know that for sure very soon. Yes, hopefully the week before. Thank you. Take care of it. <laughs> We also have a great look at the inside screen of the Las Vegas Sphere or the Sphere at Venetian Resort. Darren Oronofsky is the guy who's directing that Postcards from Earth movie that you made so much fun about saying that it's the world's most expensive movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> but he posted on Instagram. Most expensive safari theater. Yeah. Well, it looks incredible. So we're going to disagree on this or something. I don't know. But he posted on Instagram an incredible video of what it looks like inside the actual movie showing instead of, you know, the testing that we've seen before. And the scale is incredible. He says the iPhone can't even capture, you know, what the definition is and how great it looks. Obviously, he directed the movie and he's sort of on the inside there. But that giant elephant walking around, man, I was sold with that. They can take my 60. 70 80 dollars you're not sold 200 i i mean <laughs> it looks amazing i i think it's cool and just with but with darren like all his videos are kind of dark and and storytelling and and all this stuff and then to have him be doing basically like a, a safari video feels a little bit weird i don't know that i would want to pay that much to see these type of things i would rather see something you know more modern techno i don't know like i made a joke before the show the tron like a new tron on it would be amazing or something i think the screen looks great they're going to be doing so many cool things on it i just don't know that elephants walking around is what i would open the the sphere with well the whole movie was shot all around the world so I think it's, we don't know everything about it, but we know it's supposed to be yeah. sort of a, a showcase Shark of week. things around you the world. By the sphere. <laughs> oh, you're going to piss a lot of people off with this, but. <laughs> hey, Shark Week is cool though. I mean, I like it. Yeah, I, I think the technology sounds incredible. I, yeah. I'm good with it. I mean, I want to see it. And you, to your point, they're going to do a lot of things other than this with it. They want to bring other movies to it. And this is sort of their showcase of trying to get it. And nature films, you know, have been popular for a long time. And we don't know that it's just going to be nature. I think we'll see other locales. And this feels like it'll be like an Epcot sort of film that you would see at Epcot, but like on steroids with the amazing screens, 160,000 speakers, all of that. And what we have to say is that James Dolan, for all the criticism that he got, for all the cost overruns, for the potential financial problems that'll happen with this Sphere Entertainment Company, his vision, I mean, he delivered. I mean, the outside screens are wowing everybody. I believe, based on this, that everybody will be wowed with this. The audio experience, from what people have ex said, is going to be incredible. People who have experienced it already. It seems like, on every level, they created a world-class facility that is unlike anything else, and that is just absolutely perfect for Las Vegas. Yeah, I think it came together really nice. I was skeptical uh, of what it would look like on the outside. You know, we at one point, we saw, like, lasers and it looked really low tech and, and not at all what we envisioned or were promised. And and then all of a sudden they are doing all those things that we had hoped they could do. So it's really cool. And I make fun of the, the nature video, but I, 
I think it looks amazing. Uh, I mean, I would definitely go there to watch something. It just, I don't know that I would watch that. And then the, if they can get the sound perfect, that would be great. You know, a lot of these concerts that happen in big stadiums just can't handle the sound like an Allegiant or something like that. The sound isn't great when you're filling a huge football stadium. And this is made for that type of thing for concerts. I think it's going to be really unique and probably the best place to have a concert experience. It's just a question of, do they get enough of the bands that people want to see in there that are willing to put the time and effort into investing making a great show of all this you know you can't just show up and, and play music there you have to go balls to the wall to to get it all included and encompass everything and to take advantage of it so it'll be interesting to see who's willing to take on that because it will won't be an easy task for sure you would have to think a lot of artists would want to perform there the problem is they have these world tours we talked about ed sheeran's concert and they're designed to be moved and to be in multiple venues yeah. uh, across the world right so you have to create a special show for this, but I think the audience is going to experience something incredible if you do that, because like you say, the sound, the venue is made for that, the acoustics, everything is designed for this world-class experience, plus the screen and everything. I think they're going to find plenty of bands willing to do it. Although with that said, we really don't have anything else announced. I know there were some rumors of Fish coming to do a residency there that came online this week, but nothing really announced. You two about to start their big residency, but I would have to think as these bands come and see shows there or they get more of a look at it, the finished product, they're going to be, I want to perform there. They, I think this is a, a way to create an experience unlike at any other show and certainly not in arenas where, as you point out, the sound is really terrible. It's more about seeing the person, that little dot down on the stage than it is getting yeah. a great audio experience. Yeah, and I, I think that what they should try to do is sign people to like three or four year deals where, hey, you give us two weekends a year for this many years so that they're not like recreate, like they're not bringing in somebody new every couple weeks and recreating a show where they can take a show from, you know, what they did last year, maybe tweak it a little bit, add some new stuff for new songs they, they've released since then, or use a lot of the same and, and just go forward. And then they can fill all the slots with that. It's just getting them to commit the first time. But hopefully that's what they're talking to you. Like you too, if you could bring them back every year around the same time, I think that would be huge. And I think it'll get easier to develop for this, right? As they get more practice at it, developing for the screens and the sound. And I'm sure they're learning lessons with you too. So like I said, James Dolan, as much as he can be a jerk in some other ways. As much as he he's really a jerk, this he did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a great job, I think, uh, based on everything we've seen inside and out. And I think everybody who comes to Las Vegas is going to want to experience this, whether it's postcards from Earth, a concert, this is going to be the place to go on the Las Vegas Strip more than anything else, more than the new casinos, more than Fountain Blue, Resorts World, anything else we get. This is going to be the one thing that people say, I have to go see that when I go to Las Vegas. And that's really good for tourism, really good for the city. Can't wait. Just a few weeks now. You know what would be great? A couple weeks. Dune 2 on that theater would be awesome. Let's do that. <laughs> Just go to the Excalibur. You know, you get the, oh, they, got, they put the rocks in. They took out your, uh, your Dune experience. There you go. Thank you for listening to the MTM Vegas podcast. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube where we release the show twice a week on Tuesdays and Fridays, youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. And all of our Vegas content can be found at mtmvegas.com. That's posts, podcasts, videos. See you there. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you next time.